At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, We guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo play this is odds on with mike palm and amal shaw live from the circus sportsbook on vsin the sports betting network welcome into odds on i'm mike palm and he's amal shaw season one episode three back to naming i'm saint it ain't so in the first breaking news big covid story of the regular season amal happens to be with the saints Last night, Adam Schefter reported that six offensive coaches, one player, Michael Thomas, and one nutritionist for the Saints have tested positive for COVID. Uh, The Saints are 100% vaccinated. One of two teams, I believe, along with Jacksonville. If the assistant coaches are asymptomatic, they have to have two negative tests within a 24-hour period that they can coach this weekend. But here's how it affects their preparation. For the time being, the entire team must mask indoors, no in-person meetings, and all meals are grab-and-go. The line sits at three and a half right now. With their restrictions on practicing and preparing for this game, do you think Carolina is a play getting the three and a half? Well, I like them regardless of the COVID situation. I thought it was a few too many points in the road. I think it's a bit of an overreaction to what we saw out of this New Orleans team. Keep one thing in mind. Jameis threw for what? I think a buck 48 and five touchdowns, which is incredible. But I still have to see it over the course of a few weeks before I start to buy into it. I mean, this guy's not Teddy Bridgewater in terms of covering spreads and winning games. That's all Teddy does. Uh, For me, though, I want to see this one. But the negative on the other side is Carolina, as well as they looked at times against the Jets. Number one, it was the Jets. And number two, they didn't complete drives, didn't necessarily make the plays to win the game. So I hesitate a little bit, but I would lean towards Carolina there. I might lean to this game to the under. And it sits at 45, but Carolina really didn't capitalize on opportunities, as you said, to put points on the board. I was watching that game, one, because you had him in Survivor, so I was pulling for you. But two, from another perspective, about in-gaming the under as that game progressed, and it didn't look like the Jets were really going to be able to mount any sort of significant drives, you know, put two or three first downs together. You look at this, the Saints defense, you have to give the Saints defense credit, if anything, from takeaway in that game, holding Aaron Rodgers down. Yeah, I thought that was probably the most impressive thing we saw all weekend by any team. And I think that's the one aspect of New Orleans that's gotten overlooked because of the hype around Drew Brees for the last decade how good the defense has been. You know, New Orleans, just like the Pittsburgh Steelers, they drafted defense outside of Marcus Davenport. They draft players that we actually know on defense. Marshawn Lattimore, first-round pick, going to sign a big contract. The Green Bay Packers draft guys on defense outside of Jair Alexander. Nobody knows. They don't contribute. They turn out to be bust. The Sunday night game of mall, Chiefs go to the Ravens. Ravens coming off that overtime loss uh, in Las Vegas. Chiefs, I think a fortunate winner. I thought the Browns outplayed him for most of that game in Kansas City. If you have Browns futures bets, I thought that was a good game because 
As we talked about with Max Starks yesterday, their line was dominant. They were able to run the ball almost at will against the Chiefs. Look, if you're going to rely on Nick Chubb fumbling the football, it's, you're not going to win too many games. I thought you know, it was a rarity that he fumbled the ball. And then the punt miscue. Yeah, the punt miscue is not as big of a deal to me. First of all, I thought he should have tried to pick it up and punt it. And then the second thing is the way Kansas City was moving the ball, I thought there was a possibility or a probability they might go down and score a touchdown. So I'm going to take that off the board. But this Browns team, it looked like Baker, to me, was playing with all the confidence in the world. I, I actually think they should look to move OB, uh, OBJ. Uh, they're better off without him, uh, the way it looks, at least from what we've seen. And he, this is a guy that's missed a ton of games the last four years. I think he's, what, missed 25 games or so? Sunday night in this game, the Chiefs are laying three and a half on the road in Baltimore. These teams have played each of the last three seasons. The Chiefs have won all three games. Um, does that make you more or less confident in laying the three and a half, or is this a game you're going to wait to end game? No, I, I tell you, I'm not a big fan of laying this type of number on the road. This is normally a home team take. Here's the problem, though. Well, you can see that the running game is inconsistent for the Baltimore Ravens without the guys that they've gotten injured, Dobbins, Edwards, and Hill. On top of that, look, Marlon Humphrey's arguably top three cornerback in the league, but then on the other side, you don't have Peters. We saw once Derek Carr and company kind of were comfortable, they were able to move the ball through the air all night. I'm still not 100% sure about this Kansas City Chiefs offensive line. I think they're far better than they were last year, Mike. You give Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, and these guys time, they're going to pick you apart. It's going to be a serious problem. So from that perspective, I look at Kansas City being able to move the ball. The other thing that you alluded to, if Kansas City is honest in their self-evaluation, I thought they probably lost the game in many areas. And they did end up winning it and give them credit. They made the plays down the stretch when they needed to. But you got to come in with a little bit of extra motivation. This is a team that's going to be important from a head-to-head standpoint in the standings. Uh, I'm not thrilled about laying three and a half on the road here, Mike, but I, I think you have to do it. How about this prop from DraftKings that they have up? And it's about combined yards between Mahomes passing and Lamar Jackson rushing over under 365 and a half. In these matchups the last three years, Mahomes averaged almost 380 yards passing and Jackson 65 rushing. Well, look, I think he's got to run the ball more often if they're going to be successful. He is so difficult to stop. I don't know if there's an individual talent that you could tackle, probably have more difficulty tackling a phone booth, tackling in a phone booth than Lamar Jackson. He's that good. But, Mike, they've got to have the supporting cast, and then he's got to be fully accurate throughout the game. If he is inaccurate at times, like we saw in that critical third down play, it's going to really impact this team because against Kansas City, you've got to seize the, excuse me, you've got to seize the opportunities you have. Looking at a total on this game, sitting around 55 of them. All. Any interest in that? Not particularly. I think both teams will be able to score the football. I think the Chiefs probably somehow get to a, a low 30s, and then I think you're looking at uh, Baltimore needing 24. So that's not necessarily out of the realm of possibility. Mike, uh, look, Kansas City got off to a bit of a sluggish start for them. I didn't think they played badly in the first half, but when you look at the Chiefs, you wouldn't expect them to be down 12 at the break. They're that good offensively, and I think this team comes out and plays well. And here's the other thing. If you can beat the Ravens, this is an 0-2 team. I, and look at the numbers historically when teams start 2-0 and 0-2. Even if you play a weak schedule or what have you, it benefits you a lot in terms of getting into the postseason. Now you're looking at the Ravens having two AFC losses. That could have a huge impact moving forward. Let's take a look at another game. Uh, this one featuring a team that we both bet to win the AFC East. The Bills, who are going to take on the Dolphins in South Florida on Sunday. Three-and-a-half-point favorites with a total of 47-and-a-half. Josh Allen was not sharp. Uh, the Steeler defense was able to bother him. They were in control of the game up 10 nothing at the half. They did outgain the Steelers significantly in the game, but they come away with an L at home, and now they have to go and play a 1-0 Dolphins team in South Florida. Yeah, tough game here uh, because, again, Miami's a team you could look at and said, hey, they were fortunate enough to come away with the win up in uh, Foxborough. Let's see if they can duplicate that effort. You said the number's 3.5, right? 3.5, right. Yeah, I don't want to lay this number division game on the road. This is what I was talking about with the Kansas City game against Baltimore, but a little bit different dynamic for me there. You've got a team in Kansas City that I feel is uh, much better. These two teams, even though I believe the Bills are going to win this game and win the division, I, I mean, don't you see this game as somewhere in that three to uh, seven point range? Buffalo finds a way to win. I think it's an important game for them. You can't start out 0-2 in the AFC, just like I alluded to for the Ravens, especially if you're this team. And then this would put Miami 2-0 and in the division. 2-0. Now, that's, it's a huge spot for Miami if they can beat Buffalo because they have a leg up and in the head-to-head -head with New England and Buffalo, the two teams they're most competing against you know you figure the Jets are not really going to be in the race correct and you look at it you got a road win in New England mm -hmm. so you like your return opportunity I think it's later in the season when it's going to be humid impacts uh, the Patriots a little bit more than probably the fish and then on top of it uh, you look at this Buffalo team 
it could be a little bit of a panic if they were to lose this game. So I think it's a good opportunity for Miami, but I still lean towards Buffalo, but not going to lay three and a half here. Look, I actually think from a betting standpoint, if this line hits four, you have to take the Dolphins. Mike, this is going to be a division game. It's going to be tight. Total 47 and a half here. No interest in the total. I would lean under, but I, yeah. I, I don't know. Look at the weather in South Florida. How hot is it going to be? How much of a factor is that going to be in the second half? I want to talk to you about Josh Allen. The improvement he made between year two and year three, really unprecedented in the NFL. Amal. Where do you rank Josh Allen? He's one of the top five candidates for MVP this year and almost at almost every sports book. Where do you rank him amongst the best quarterbacks? Is he top five? Is he top 10 for you? Probably top 10 to tw- top 12. Now, like once you get outside the top four or five, you're splitting hairs a little bit between guys somewhere in the six to 12 range. You still have Mahomes number one? Yeah, without question. Do you have Rodgers two? I do, yes. I'm, Brady third, or is Brady not? No, Russell anymore? Wilson three for me, okay. Brady four. Uh-huh. Russell Wilson wins with so much less talent than these other guys we mentioned. Um, you know, those guys are probably the top four for me, and then you look at some other guys. But Of the young quarterbacks, and when I say young, I'm going to say people in there, let's just say the first four years since Josh Allen falls into that category. Where does Justin Herbert rank for you right now? Is he a top 10 quarterback? He, if he's not, uh, you know, look, I'd have to go through the list, but he's huh. right on the cusp. He's a few games away from basically entering that portal. Yeah. I mean, he he's right there. His accuracy and what he can do is unbelievable. He saw it last year, and I think sometimes it gets overlooked how good he was at Oregon, uh, but I think he's a terrific quarterback. In terms of Josh Allen, the one thing I don't want to forget about with Josh Allen, and this is my point, I said this to you before, and I've said it uh, throughout the summer. Stephon Diggs is a top-five receiver, in my opinion. He is the most valuable wide receiver in the NFL. No wide receiver means more, in my opinion, to a quarterback than Stephon Diggs does to Josh Allen. I don't think Josh Allen's even in the conversation for top 10 without Stephon Diggs. One thing that Josh Allen does add, that he, better than Josh Herbert, not better than Russell Wilson, but the ability to run the ball as well. He's a terrific runner. Not necessarily on set running plays, but when he gets outside the pocket and when he sees opportunities, he's a big boy as well, but he has agility. You know, look, I think Mahomes is a terrific underrated runner. Mm-hmm. I think Russell Wilson is just a strategically great runner. Um, I think Allen's a good runner as well. He's big. He can put his head down and take out a lot of, you know, corners, you know, even safeties. I, I think that you would definitely give the edge to him over Herbert. But look, at the end of the day, this is the NFL. Unless you're Lamar Jackson, very few guys are really reliant on running the football. Disappointing loss for the Vikings, the game in Cincinnati. They rallied. They came back. Both teams had opportunities yeah. that they squandered. Eventually lose the game in overtime. Now they have to go to Arizona, who looked terrific in week one, taking apart Tennessee. Um, they are a four-and-a-half-point underdog in Phoenix on Sunday. The total is 51. Do you think Mike Zimmer is on the hot seat? Well, I, I think so. But, you look, part of the problem is that Rick Spielman had signed uh, Kirk Cousins to this long-term three-year $84 million deal. You're working with this quarterback who I think is a 9-8 and eight type of quarterback, 10-7 ten, ten and seven if everything bra- breaks properly. I, I just don't think Kirk Cousins is a guy that gets you over the top. You like their talent at the skill positions, Jefferson, Thielen, uh, uh, Dalvin Cook. Defensively, they've been dealing with injuries. Anthony Barr missed the uh, last game, I believe. Um, and so from that standpoint, it, I think it's huge in terms of Zimmer getting a little bit of a reprieve. So it remains to be seen in terms of how this thing goes forward for them. Total is 51. How do you think the Cards defense is going to fare against the Vikings this week? Uh you know, against the, to me, I'm not, I'm not really sure. I, I like the way they play, but that Tennessee defense is bad. So let's kind of pump the brakes a little bit until we see them against a better team. I, when you look at the offense, so it's kind of similar in the quarterbacks, Tannehill, Cousins. They both have a good running back in the backfield. I'm not saying Cook is as good as the 18-wheeler, but he's, he's a top 10 back. All right, when we come back, we're going to discuss top 25 college matchups this week. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, 
why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back into Odds On. I'm Mike Palm. He's Amal Shaw. Let's flip the script here and start talking about some college football, Amal, and these top 25 matchups this week. Number one defending national champion uh, Alabama heads to the swamp, take on the Florida and Gainesville. I mean, they'll, they'll probably have 100,000 people, right? I mean, they're drawing 90. Well, every- first sellout oh. in a while in Gainesville. First important game since what? When Will Greer and company knocked off Ole Miss? Yeah, this number is moving. It's moving quite a bit. We saw this open close to 17, 16, 15 and a half. Now it's down to 14 at DraftKings. You can still find 14 and a halfs and 15s. Are you tempted to take the tide with it coming down to 14? No. Are you? Where do you stop it? What do you? Well, come on. What is that nonsensical question? Were you tempted to I take Florida? The plus, you no, took, I already took you get? Did you get 16 and a half? Uh, no, 17? I got 15 and a half. Okay. Uh, listen, you beat me. You beat me. I'm not laying 15 and a half in a conference road game with a quarterback making his first road start in the swamp. I think they'll exceed 90,000 for once there, but the reality of it is this is going to be a tough spot for them going on the road. Let's see it. You beat up on Miami. I get it. But, hey, here's a little secret that the people that signed it, D.R. King, to a uh, NIL deal. D.R. King sucks, okay? Just to, just to let you know, there's a reason why this guy transferred from Houston and he's starting in Miami. He's not even that good. He wasn't that good at Houston. Look, the bottom line is when I look at it, I, I think Richardson's healthy. He's been practicing. It makes a big difference for this Gators team. This is a huge game for Florida. This is an opportunity. And the other thing that gets underrated with Dan Mullen, because he's not as good of a recruiter as Saban, he is a tremendous X's and O's coach. I think he'll have a tremendous game plan. We saw them and lost by six against Florida, excuse me, Alabama in the SEC championship game. And I get people say there's no trash, no pits, no Kadarius Tony. You know what? There's no Mac Jones, Najee Harris, the, the offensive penalty himself, Alex Leatherwood. There's a, you know, you know, there's no Devontae Smith who won a Heisman trophy. So don't sit there and discount Florida necessarily. Look, that doesn't mean Florida can't get beaten, blown out, but I'm taking the points all day with the Gators getting this many points at the Swamp. I think, it, one, I think it's unfair to Alex Leatherwood to focus on the false start when there were so many missed, missed blocks he had in that game. So let's not <laughs> pick on one moment in particular. Another reach by the Raiders. Week one, you were involved in the Alabama-Miami game. Yeah. You said the opener was probably too low, 14. It got up yeah. to 19. But you were really interested in the total. You bet it under. You were right. Really shouldn't even got to that many points. I look at this total here sitting at 59 or 58 and a half. Any interest there in this total? I would go over probably yes. here. Remember, That's keep fine. in mind one thing when you look at Alabama. Their Jack and their Will linebackers are out right now. So uh, you get a little bit of concern from that perspective. Uh, when you look at the Crimson Tide, I'm not ready to back them in this particular spot right now. Uh, correction, let me correct something. Al- Allen is at the Sam linebacker, and then Anderson at the Jack linebacker position there. So those are two key cogs you're losing. That's a big blow in terms of that. Uh, Josh Job also questionable, had some injury concerns coming into this game. So I'm not ready to go in on Alabama just yet. I think their defense is going to play better. Um, not that they weren't good against Miami, but I think they have an opportunity to play well against Florida. But the Gators, their their defense is the one that's got to really show up. Can they contain Bryce Young in this offense? In a rematch of an old Big 8 rivalry, Scott Frost takes his Nebraska Cornhuskers down to Norman to take on number three Oklahoma. This number, Amal, sitting at 22, 61 and a half. Nebraska loses in Champaign to Illinois on week one. They come back. They play two uh, weaker schools. Fordham, they only give up seven. Buffalo, I was a little bit impressed the fact they only gave up three points to Buffalo last week, although both of those games were in Lincoln. Do you like a side or a total here? I'm leaning over. 
Uh, I'm with you on the over, but I'm going to play the side. I like both. Uh, you know, you can probably play both of them if you want. I tend not to do that, but I like uh, the uh, the Oklahoma Sooners here. To borrow a line from Tim Brandt, still one of the greatest lines I've ever heard from the, uh, I think it was the 89 Cotton Bowl. This game's going to border on child abuse here. Mm-hmm. I think Oklahoma's absolutely going to crush Nebraska. This Sooners team defensively has got to show up and show out. That's the one thing I think they'll be able to do. They didn't play well against Tulane. We saw them bounce back. Uh, game two really was irrelevant FCS opponent there. But when you look at this Oklahoma offense, Mike, I don't think Nebraska's got the ability to stop them. Think back a couple of years ago. I think it was 2019 when Ohio State went on the road against Nebraska and put up 31 points in the first half. I think we'll see something similar out of this Oklahoma offense. They've got the capability of doing that. I think they'll be able to flourish. This is a rivalry game. Make no mistake about it. They may not be in the same league anymore. The Sooners will be up for this game. It will be a big game at Memorial Stadium. My preseason pick to make the college football playoffs at 14-1, to the Cincinnati Bearcats travel to play Indiana. We opened this number here at Circa at 3. This had a lot of debate on Twitter about this number. We took some money on Cincinnati, got it up to four. Metcalf said he took a sharp bet at four and went back to three and a half. Currently sitting at four in most places with a total of 49 and a half. Indiana, week one, got taken care of by Iowa. We thought that was a bad spot for them, but I also thought Indiana was due for a regression this year. Here's my question to you, Amal. Who is this a bigger game for? Is it a bigger game for Cincinnati going and playing at a Big Ten opponent, or is it a bigger game for Indiana playing a top ten school? No, I think it's a bigger game for uh, Cincinnati by a large margin because Indiana gets the opportunity to play teams in the Big Ten that will be ranked Penn State, Ohio State, among other teams. So that's without question. Cincinnati's got an opportunity to make a statement. But Luke Fickle, if he's potentially auditioning for that USC job, this is an opportunity. You go into Bloomington, not too far of a drive. You should have a ton of Bearcat fans there. Uh, it should be a lot of fun to be able to watch this game in terms of competitiveness. Mike, from a side perspective, I'm not going to touch it. I think this is very close, very competitive. I think the number is right where it should be in that three to four range. Comes down to can Desmond Ritter play well on the road? He's a little bit inconsistent throwing the football, but in college football, you love a mobile quarterback. He's got great mobility. On the flip side, can Penix cut down on turnovers? Do you think the the upset of Ohio State by Oregon helps Cincinnati to get to the playoffs? Well, it depends. If Penn State plays the way they're playing defensively, it won't matter because this Nittany Lions defense can play with anybody right now. So if they run the table in the Big Ten, if Iowa were to run the table and meet in the Big Ten title game, uh, I don't know if it necessarily benefits them. Uh, I'm going to make this assumption. Ohio State wins out and wins the Big Ten. Cincinnati wins this game at Indiana. They go to South Bend. They beat Notre Dame. They beat probably Central Florida twice uh, because they'll probably yep. play them again in the and goes undefeated. Does Cincinnati get in over a one-loss Big Ten champion Ohio State? Unfortunately, no. Look, look, Mike, go back to this. Go back to 2014. I've said this all along, and it worked out great because the Buckeyes won the national title, but it was ridiculous that they leapfrogged, and no pun intended, on TCU. I mean, they won their game by 50-something, and all of a sudden they dropped. No, listen, here's the reality of the college football playoff. won't come out and say, Ohio State's a far bigger program than Cincinnati. Ohio State is and was a bigger name than TCU. That's why they were put in the college football playoff. I thought it was abomination that you sit there and do that. Allow the four best teams in there. If Cincinnati runs the table, I think they deserve a shot. If, if they're undefeated now, you can make the argument Ohio State will have played a tougher schedule. I, I still think teams have to be given a shot. That's what makes the NCAA tournament the greatest thing ever because everybody gets in. You just got to go out and play on the hardwood. Here's the next, this next game we're going to talk about. It's probably going to be my biggest bet of the weekend, and it's tipped off by Metcalf. A rare opportunity where an SEC team travels and plays on campus at a Power 5 school. Auburn, number, ranked 22nd, is going to play number 10, Penn State at Happy Valley. This number sitting at 6. That's where we opened it. A total of 53 and a half. Matt Metcalf said on this program his true number on this game is 11, but he could never open at that because the market wouldn't bear it. So I know a lot of people in the SEC are going to get mad. To me, the loudest stadium in the SEC is probably Jordan Hare. When you go, you can get some noise in between the hedges. Knoxville hasn't been loud in 20 years. How about uh, at Baton Rouge on a, on a Saturday You know what? I forgot about Saturday that. Night. No, no, no. On I forgot Saturday about night. I apologize. <laughs> I, for, I apologize. I forgot about LSU. Forget about that. Yeah. I'm sorry. I forgot about that. But, but the point is, I don't think Auburn has played in those conditions yet with Bo Nix under center because they haven't been a meaningful game for an opponent on the road yet. And I think when they go into this whiteout condition, it's going to be tough for them. Let's see how the Penn State offense performs. I can't wait to watch Jahan Dotson. I don't know if everyone else in the country is aware of him. This kid should have a huge day. This Penn State defense is elite, Mike. I, I said that coming into the season. We talked about it when they went up to Camp Randall. If they can contain Bo Nix and not let him take off from outside the pocket, it could be a serious challenge here. Brian Harson has never been into an environment like this as a head coach. I'm looking forward to seeing how him and his team respond. To me, if Bo Nix wins this game, it'll be the first big game he's won. I mean, I, I'm just not a Bo well, Nix guy. Well, he won that game against Oregon in, in Jerry World. Yeah. 
I mean, but the, the crowd that's level. A de facto, it, that's a de facto home game, really, I think, for the SEC schools when they play in Dallas. I agree with you. I, I don't understand why these leagues yeah. continue to agree to play in Dallas and Atlanta. Go, you know what? LSU. Go play at the Rose Bowl. Go, go, go out play, and play in these spots. Right? No, but listen, Georgia and LSU are two teams in the SEC. The one thing about Alabama is they always schedule these teams whose programs are trending down. This is a great <laughs> job of scheduling Miami on paper. Miami's been the best program for the last 40 years outside of Alabama. Yeah, I agree with you there. I want to hit one more game. This is a, a matchup of top 25 teams. Arizona State's ranked 19th, Hearn Edwards Club. Uh, they, they go to play BYU, who's still ranked uh, who's ranked 23rd after their win over Utah. Arizona State, uh, this number's moved around. It's, it's, been, it's been three and a half, four. Now four and a half at DraftKings as we see Sun Devils money coming in with a total of 51 them all. Yeah, you know, unfortunately, this number's getting away at three and a half. Yeah. I liked Arizona State. Unfortunately, I didn't take it in time, but I like them. This BYU team is getting a lot of credit for winning the Holy War, and rightfully so, but the huge rivalry. Now you're in a situation where you're facing a team also from the Pac-12. Um, look, I think Charlie Brewer long-term is a better quarterback than Jaden Daniels right now in the season for this team, but Daniels is dangerous. I like this Arizona State team, and remember, Herb Edwards' teams are always competitive. Mike, I like them to go on the road and win against uh, the Cougars here. BYU in their history has never beaten teams in back that were ranked in back-to-back weeks. Yeah, I think this is a tough task for BYU. I yeah. think it's a it come after they beat Utah and then having to face two Pac-12 schools in a row. Um, how do you think of the total of this game? Fifty-one. We saw a much lower-scoring game in the Holy War. Yeah, I, I have no interest in this total. I, I mean, because Arizona State, I think, can move the football, but will they be able to do it consistently? Also, will BYU move the ball? Yeah. BYU had a similar situation in 2019. They played four Power 5 opponents back-to-back to start the season. They lost at home to Utah. Then they won that game in Tennessee in overtime where they really had no business. It was a yeah. miracle win for me. I had them. They had two things happen in the fourth quarter. They beat USC in overtime and then finally ran out of gas. They got crushed by Washington 45-19. Uh, to 19. All right, when we come back after the break, we're going to take a look at more NFL matchups in week number two and including some matchups of which team Amal likes better to win their division. That's next on Odds On. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your VSIN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24 7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money and ticket percentages on every game, plus full access to VSIN.com data and analysis. You get everything VSIN has to offer for only $22 per month. Of all. Sign up now. Go to VSIN.com slash subscribe. Welcome back into Adzan. I'm Mike Palm. He's a Mall Shaw. A little upset with Bill Lady. Didn't get my so- early soccer plays in the daily email today. They'd have a I'm good sure sweat I'll, with a strong possibility of winning. Sure, I'll hear about it on Twitter. Yeah, we'll get to the next segment. I probably got to. Why do you hear about it? Shouldn't Bill Ada, eighty hear about it? Wait about four minutes here. Well, because I could have posted them on Twitter early too, but I figured they'd be in the email. Get to get another squeeze another twenty-two dollars out. All right, I want to talk about some some teams in divisions that may have had starts to unexpected starts and whether you still like a team or if week one swayed your opinion. And I want to start in the AFC North. We said this would be a terrifically competitive division. Uh, we compared it a little bit to the NFC West in that top to bottom. If Cincinnati was any good, it was probably the strong second strongest division. The Steelers start out 1-0, a very impressive road victory at one of the favorites in the AFC at Buffalo. They gutted their way out. They found a way to win. They disrupted Josh Allen. Special teams touchdown. They win that game. Browns play well, but take the L in Kansas City. They're 0-1. The Steelers are 1-0. You still like the Browns to finish ahead of the Steelers in the AFC North. I do. Uh, give the Steelers credit for the good road win. Ravens obviously get off to the rough start in the loss against the uh, Raiders. But to me, Mike, when you look at it, the Browns, and you alluded to it earlier, I thought they were the better team in that game. I thought they outplayed them. They played with a lot of confidence. They were playing extremely well. Uh, so... I don't think you can discount them. They got a great opportunity to get back on track. They got Houston at home this weekend. The Ravens were the preseason favorite to win the division, slightly over the Browns. Ravens and Browns both go 0-1, but now the Browns move ahead in the betting favoritism to plus 150. You agree with that move? I do as well, because now you look at the Chiefs, uh, excuse me, the Ravens, they're facing off against the Chiefs. They could be 0-2 and two AFC losses, whereas with the Browns, you know, you're looking at having a potential win against Houston and then just the one loss against KC. Preseason Steelers were clearly the third choice in the division, around three fifty-four dollars. They're now the second co-second choice with Buffalo to win the division at plus two twenty-five. Do you agree with that move in the Steelers' favor? 
Uh, I do as well. I, I think, though, it might be a little bit of an overreaction. You need to see some consistency because the offense struggled in the first half. You alluded to it. They were down 10 nothing. Buffalo, you feel like if you're a Bills fan or if you're a Bills backer, this was a game you let slip through your fingers. You should have won this game. I had the Bills in a money line parlay that lost, and I was a little disappointed at half. It was only 10 to nothing because the Steelers couldn't move the ball, and they really didn't take advantage of it. They had uh, the ball in positive yardage a couple times. They didn't come away with points. Um, I want to talk about the AFC South now, moving from the north to the south. Texans, Terod Taylor, impressive win over Jacksonville. They're 1-0. Colts get beat at home. Uh, Russell Wilson and company do pretty much what they wanted to do on offense. Extremely efficient. They lose to the Seahawks. Uh, Texans are 1-0. Colts 0-1 in the division. How seriously do you think the Texans can contend maybe for a playoff spot? Or should we stop that nonsense talk after week one? Look, I, I think it's a bit of an overreaction. They beat Jacksonville team with the worst record in the NFL. It's not like they went into Kansas City and won a road game here or they went and won at Tampa. So I think it's an overreaction. I think they are going to be competitive with Taylor under center. You know, I didn't think he was going to be the quarterback there. So for me, it changes the dynamic in terms of how you look at Houston, particularly at home. But Mike, the odds makers don't believe in them either. They're getting, what, 12, 11 and a half, 12 points on the road this weekend in Cleveland? Yeah. Colts were picked to finish second in the division. Slight underdogs to the Titans. The Texans were picked to finish last. Which do you think is more likely to happen? That the Colts indeed finish second or the Texans finish fourth? Uh, I think the uh, Texans finish fourth. Yeah? You think Jacksonville will be better? No, I don't. I just didn't hear the first part of your question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, what's more likely, the Colts finish second in the division or the Texans finish fourth? Uh, I would say... Uh, I think the, neither the, happens. The, yeah. I think the Colts still win the division. And I think that the Texans finished with a better record than the Jaguars. I would agree with you Jaguars based on what we're going to have to deal with Urban Meyer leaving about week six. <laughs> I, I'm still convinced he doesn't finish the season there. I don't think so. I, I, I think he's too egotistical to quit just like that. I think if you've got an ego, you want to see this thing through and turn it around. You just look, it's one game. It's one season. You, you were drafting first. It's not like they're walking. He's not, it's not like he's Bruce Arians and he's walking into Tampa and he's got Brady and Gronk. Somebody asked me a question, uh, texted me a question. I thought it was an interesting question. They said, if you were a franchise, and let's just say it's Jacksonville, you're in a rebuilding mode, and you could pick any coach to run your franchise, to be the head coach, who would you pick? In the it, NFL. Yeah, let's just use Jacksonville. as They went and got Urban Meyer. But let's say no other coaches were under contract, and you could go out and get any coach in the NFL. You could get Belichick. You could get whoever you wanted. Who would you take to, to lead your organization? I don't think it's a discussion, right? It's Belichick. Yeah, in a rebuild mode at his age, I don't know if that's the question. I think if it was for one year and you had an established team, who, who's, in your, who's in your list of top five? I'm putting you on the spot. It's kind of a deep question. Um, Sean Payton. Sean uh, Payton's there for me. McDermott's Sh Sh there for me. Uh, McDermott, uh, he's very good. I agree mm -hmm. with you. And Buffalo, he's done a tremendous job. McVay, uh, I think Kyle Shanahan's a terrific coach. Yeah. You know what I like about Kyle Shanahan? He doesn't care if you're the franchise quarterback. He's going to play who's giving him the best option to win. I think, I think there's a plethora of guys you can choose from, but, I mean, Belichick's got the track record, right? It's hard to go against Belichick in terms of what he's been able to do. Got a final there. <laughs> I saw that. I saw in, the in smile Tiraspol. on your face. We got a final there in Tiraspol. We hit the parley. Um, is Mike Tomlin in your top five? Nobody be in top seven or eight. You know, I think Mike Tomlin, because the Steelers haven't won more in terms of Super Bowls, gets discounted, but he's never had a losing record. You have to give credit for that. Players love playing for him. You know, it's not like Steel uh, Pittsburgh's a city to borrow the old great joke him Noah line. You don't hear pe people say, I'm going to Pittsburgh on vacation. Uh, so give him credit. You know, you don't have a lot of guys bolting. The organization is first class. They've had, what, three coaches since 1969? So they're doing something right in their culture and how they perform. Uh, but I think he's a guy you have to take into consideration as well. Panthers um, win for you and your survivor. They beat the Jets. They take care of business at home in week one. They are now plus 210 on a yes bet to make the playoffs at DraftKings. Are you interested? Let's see real quickly. Packers with a loss. Saints with a win. Um, Atlanta's going to struggle. Dallas looks good early on. Washington with Taylor Heineke could have some problems, especially when you look at that schedule. I think my Washington division bet is going to be going up in smoke fairly quickly. I think they'll win this week against the Giants on Thursday, but the rest of the schedule is pretty challenging. And without Fitzmagic in there, I think it'll be much long, tougher. What's the prospects on Fitzmagic? We know he's definitely out for, for Thursday night's game. Um, I heard talk he may be done. Six to eight, yeah. six to eight weeks as of now, so yeah. we'll see how long it goes. But that's a big blow. I mean, he, you need him is is experience what he's been able to do you know the one thing i don't like about him though 
He'll have three phenomenal games, and that fourth game, he'll throw four picks. That's the one thing he lacks, that true consistency to have become a true number one starter everywhere he's been. The one game that I certainly didn't see coming this weekend was Philadelphia going into Atlanta and winning by such distance and really dominating that game. I mean, the yards per play were like 7-4. to four. I mean, it, was, it, was, it wasn't even close. Giants uh, fared as we thought they would. We both were, uh, we thought that the Broncos and under were the play in that game. I ask you this question. Who would you rather have as your starting quarterback, Danny Jones or Jalen Hurts? Well, Jalen Hurts was amazing against Atlanta the other day. If you go based on the one game, it would be Jalen Hurts. But I don't want either of these guys. I'd rather go direct snap and go Wildcat and use the extra lineman in there. I was listening to the uh, to Veasan to, to in the afternoon, uh, and and had several guests that came on yesterday talking about the Eagles. And Lombardi has talked about this solid on both lines. If Hurts can give them, if Hurts can give them just average quarterback play, they have a shot in the NFC East. Well, they were banged up on the offensive line last year. That's what really impacted them. Um, defensively, though, I've got a ton of questions about them. By the way, Matt Ryan, if you are the Atlanta Falcons, it's time to tell Matt Ryan, hey, listen, that 2022 deal, you're not going to be playing on it. So if you need to make some financial changes, you're not going to be getting 25 or $30 million, whatever they're paying him. Uh, it's time to move on from him. Are you dissuaded by the Packers' loss in Jacksonville to the Saints? Do you think there's another viable alternative to win the NFC North, or are you still sold on the Packers? I'm still sold on the Packers. I think they've got a great chance. It's just a matter of putting it together. You know, look, Rodgers didn't play during the preseason. We saw some inconsistency. Can they get it together is the big question mark. Saints very impressive in their victory. We'll see how they do on the road at Carolina this week. Currently, they are 10-1 to to win the NFC. Any interest in that price? No, I think it's a bit of a reaction based on one game. Remember, we saw a more complete team against... Uh, against Tampa last year that beat them 38-3, and then they get bounced in the first round against the Buccaneers. Cowboys lose in Tampa Bay, the opening game to Tom Brady in that shootout, 31-29. Cardinals were ultra-impressive in Tennessee. Current odds to win the NFC. Cowboys are 15-1. to The Cardinals are 17.5-1. to Is that justified, that the Cowboys are shorter than the Cardinals? Yes, because they're going to probably win their division the way it looks right now. Washington, big question marks with the quarterback situation with the injury. Same thing that happened to Dallas last year, just a little bit sooner in terms of when it happened for Washington. We don't believe the Giants are going to be there. I'm not a believer in the Eagles. So when you look at it, Dallas got a great shot. And remember, if you're a division champion, you're going to host a game. So now it's a different scenario in terms of how it plays out. If I ask you today, who are the three NFC wild cards? Ooh, great question. Um, Seahawks, 49ers and New Orleans Saints. I like that answer. I didn't see anything out of the North or the East to justify getting one of the wild cards. I think the Cardinals will be competitive in that race. I do too, too. but the problem is the teams in front of them... You can't get did. three out of the division. It's yeah, just I not mean, possible. Yeah, it, I mean, it is possible, but, but it's, it's really, yeah. really, really tough. Exactly. Mathematically. Amal, you just keep giving us winners. Giants was a very impressive winner on the run line yesterday. You've been very good. Over the weekend, you were solid. Everyone's hoping for a play, and we'll have that when we come back. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Bet Rivers Sportsbook is the industry leader when it comes to online sports betting. Bet Rivers has you covered for the NFL season. They're offering same game parlays in all pro football matchups. They're bringing back their reduce the juice promotion on game days. In this NFL season, they have a $1 million beat the spread challenge with thousands of dollars given away each week. Pro football betting is more rewarding at Bet Rivers. Download the app or go to betrivers.com. Offer valid in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey. Must be 21. Gambling problem, Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Colorado, 1-800-522-4700. Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Virginia, 1-888-532-3500. In Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Welcome back into Odds On. I'm Mike Palm. He's a Mall Shaw. A Mall great win last night for you. Run line with the Giants. They beat the fake tough guy, Jake Arrieta. For, I don't know. How, how are the Padres still trotting him out there? And, I have no and, idea. In the spot where they can get a wild card. I mean, but does it matter? No. This team, they don't even look like they belong in the postseason. Rob Manfred should say to the National League, you only get one wild card this year. <laughs> Nobody else deserves a wild card. I agree with the you. The Phillies don't. Yeah. The, the Reds have lost four straight series to bad teams. I, Wade Miley gets shelled last night. And let's uh, not have the Dodgers the Giants get bounced in one game just because they have a bad day. Let's let Milwaukee host the Dodgers yeah. and let the Giants play the Braves, and then they can do a, do a final I'm with four you there. on that, right? absolutely. That would be awesome. That uh, would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, any plays today? No, you know, but All a couple right. that I'm looking at are the, uh, excuse me, a parlay with the Phillies. Uh, potentially to bounce back here and the uh, Astros. Both teams coming off of, uh, losses yesterday against teams that really they shouldn't have lost to. So potential there. I didn't take anything. You know, Mike, as we get down the stretch here, the prices on baseball are absurd. We got a gift yesterday with the Giants being a plus 120 home that, uh, run line. That, with that number moved before the game. That got up to like 190. Before I saw as high as $2. Yeah. And so no surprise there. But, but it was sitting at 157 when we were on air. Yeah. By the way, hey, if you're going to put all out, update my record here. Give me the win, 121 and 100. <laughs> I mean, can't uh, be, I can't be like everybody else at Beeson and make up fake numbers and fake lines. I like to be honest. All right, let's flip to the playbook for me. I have a, a soccer uh, two-team parlay. Now, the, the first game just finished, as we said. It was uh, it was in Terraspool. This is uh, Champions Qualifiers here. Uh, under two and a half did there. The game that's live here just going off now, Fulham against Birmingham City. That's in the Championship League in England. That's also under 2.5, minus 150. That's a two-team parlay uh, that pays out about plus 177, 178. Amal Fulham, I had Fulham over the weekend. They got beat one to nothing here. I'm going to come back with them in the, as an underside. Remember, they were one of the teams that was relegated. Blue Jays got shut out last night yeah. by those pesky Rays. I'm coming back with Robbie Ray. I'm going to lay the run line at home, plus 110 for a unit. You said you were looking at the Phillies. I'm looking for them. They lost. They go up against Detective Mills and the Cubs today. Suarez has been great since this conversion. I mean, he gives them five solid innings every time out. I thought about playing this first five, but I don't want to lay, you know, 180. So we'll play him on the run line here to bounce back against Mills. And then my guy Quantrill. Now, I'm all five straight first five inning unders for Cal Quantrill in these games. I've been on, I've been on four of them. He, he pitched um, seven and, and a third of one run ball against Minnesota last time out. I'll take Jack's Quantrill first five. Under five. Take six to beat me. That game's in the Twin Cities today. I got to give you credit betting on the Twins and Indians. I didn't even know they were still playing baseball. Every game's under when they play. They're just, they're, they're just, it's just a malaise of these games. Um, the Slim with the tilted brim uh, pitched very well yesterday. He actually went to a complete game in the first game of that doubleheader, seven innings. Uh, Trayvon McKenzie did, and, and he won that game three to one. All right, let's get back to some college football here. Um, more matchups, including teams that are in the top 25. This is an interesting kind of backyard brawl with Virginia Tech ranked 15th, uh, traveling to Morgantown to play West Virginia. West Virginia lost at Maryland in week one. They are, however, a three-point favorite in this game, minus three, minus 105. So uh, the game's closer to two and a half than it is to three when you look at the juice. In a total of 50 uh, and a half, they had that great victory at Lane Stadium coming out to Metallica there, and they uh, took care of business against Mac Brown and UNC 17 to 10. 
Then they won against Middle Tennessee State. They covered the 20 and a half there by a half a point, 35 to 14. West Virginia lost in week one to Maryland and then played Long Island. I don't even really count that as a game. They won 66 nothing in week two. You said you thought it was justified here, the field goal for the home team. I do just simply because you're on the road in Morgantown, but I uh, kind of starting to change my mind a little bit here looking at the Hokies. Uh, probably not going to play this game, but the one thing I have a concern with when you look at the Mountaineers, the lack of running game, uh, Johnson and Brown unable to get going consistently. I mean, even against LIU, Mike, they couldn't even run the ball. Letty Brown, terrific running back, 15 carries for 23 yards. I mean, that that's awful. You're playing LIU. you got to get it going now against the Virginia Tech team defensively, playing with a tremendous amount of confidence. They slowed down Sam Howell. We'll see if Jared Dogie can uh, continue to get this offense moving in the right direction. No play here for me. How about on the total here? It opened 49.5, 50.5 DraftKings, 51 in some spots. Virginia Tech's defense has been very good, including, as you said, Sam Howell to only 10 points. And... You know, West Virginia hasn't really lit it up. Would you look at an under here? I, I would, because remember in that game against Maryland, it was the special teams for West Virginia that was uh, terrific. Virginia Tech defensively very solid. Again, Burmeister in offense has not been, you know, as you alluded to, sizzling. So I think this could be a game that's tight. Here's the problem, though. College football, it's so tough to play a game under at 50-and-a-half. That's the same total we saw with Wisconsin and Penn State. Are these two defenses reminding you of that with the fact that uh, Wisconsin will try and run the ball in third and 23? Yeah, but well, Wisconsin was so inept in the red zone. In That's that my game. point. I mean, I bet under 20 and a half in the first half in that game after two punts, and it, it ended 0-0. I, I mean, Wisconsin had two first and goals and came away with no points, a blocked field goal, a fumble. It, it was just so much ineptitude in that game. Let's, let's move on. Michigan State travels to South Florida to play Miami on Saturday. First of all, Miami is ranked 24th. Are you telling me that you is the 24th best team in college football? No, I believe they're the 24th best team in the state of Florida. Yes. I mean, American Heritage High School is outstanding. IMG's got a team. So this Hurricanes team, I, I don't get it. Look, they came into the preseason with a lot of hype. They lost the in consecutive years. They've lost their two best defensive players. Two years ago, Rousseau opts out, doesn't play in 2020. Uh, Jalen Phillips winds up in the first round, the UCLA transfer. Bubba Bolden gets ejected in the first game for targeting. This team has been inconsistent. We saw the special teams have problems against Appalachian State. Mike, I, I don't understand this line. Money coming in on Miami. I'm going to take my chances with Sparty here. How about plus 205 on the money line with Sparty? It's not a bad bet. But here's the problem in college football. They don't give you what I think should be a little bit more of a value. You're on a road team to go win outright. It's a difference getting almost seven points compared to having to win the game outright. But I think they've got a great chance to win this. And a real important game for Mel Tucker in the program. you ever buy a, a half a point here to get this game to seven? I generally don't. NFL, I think there's more value in it. Mm -hmm. College, there's so much inconsistency in terms of scoring in plays. But uh, it's not a bad situation if you want to do it. I do think this game will be played in a similar vein of where you know, you could see potentially 31-24 or something like that. Yeah, I'm on Michigan State here. Uh, Notre Dame, here's an in-state matchup in Indiana. Notre Dame, they escaped Toledo on the game seen on Peacock. Uh, they escaped Toledo. So it wasn't seen, got it. it well, it was, see, it was, it was, it was seen uh, in some homes. Uh, they take on Purdue. This is a pretty good rivalry, in-state rivalry here. This game is in South Bend. Notre Dame opened up a touchdown. We're seeing Irish money here. They're up to eight. 320 on the money line with a total of 58, 58 and a half a mile. Any interest in this game for you? Yes, me? absolutely. You're laying it. Who the hell is Perdont? What are you kidding me? Is Matt Painter bringing in the boys against Mike Bray here? Is this at the Joyce Center? Are you kidding me? Get out of here. I'm taking my chances with Jack Cohn, that defensive with Notre Dame against this Purdue team here. I think Notre Dame bounces back. Look, to, to, I get you can sit there and equate Toledo to being Purdue or even if you want to put Purdue ahead of them. But I thought it was a tough spot for Notre Dame. Coming off of that game Sunday night, overtime game, emotional one against Florida State, I think we see a more focused Notre Dame team here. I think they start to make some headways on the uh, national level. I like Notre Dame here to win this game by double digits. I want to ask you a couple more games here. Coastal Carolina is currently ranked 16th. They go and play at Buffalo. Buffalo, we saw, did not fare well in Lincoln. They I, I, by the way, everyone here are in behind the scenes told me to take uh, Buffalo. Put in a little bet on Nebraska. You did. <laughs> what did you end up laying? Did you get it under 14? No, 14. It got to 14 yeah. on game day. Yeah, it was 12 earlier in the week. They go to Buffalo. They're laying two touchdowns at Buffalo. That's an early game, 9 Pacific on Saturday. That's a big number. I wouldn't lay it. I would take the points with Buffalo. Yeah. I think you'd be able to bounce back. They'll be more competitive. You're not going to go up there and, and beat them. This is a team that's been really good in the MAC. You know, uh, I get Coastal Carolina's getting a lot of credit for their win against BYU last year, but I, I still thought BYU's the better football team. Give Coastal credit. They took care of business against KU. 
Uh, I don't think they're going to beat UB, though, in this spot by uh, 15 on the road. Iowa Hawkeyes, two impressive victories. They beat Indiana. They go and beat your boy Matt Campbell in Ames at Jack Trice Stadium. They are now ranked fifth in the country. I didn't know that. Wow. I like them at 8-1 to one to, big, to win the Big Ten. That bet's available out there because if they win the West, you can bet the other side in the title game. They're not going to be. They're not going to be. You know, the other side's not going to be minus a thousand. Correct. Yeah, correct. Exactly. You can lay three fifty or four dollars in worst case scenario on the other side. I thought you made an excellent, excellent point that you believe Wisconsin will lose another game, and they're probably yeah, not. And then gonna they don't even have to, to win lose. at Wisconsin it's if they exactly take care of the rest right. of their schedule. I, I tend to agree with you. I think this is a great bet. Meanwhile, this week they go back home to take on Kent State. Amal, they're laying twenty-two and a half. I, I don't want to lay the number. Mm-hmm. I think they'll cover. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but typical Iowa game. This could be a flat spot for them, right? Yeah, exactly. You had a big rivalry game. Mike, I, la- I like this game under. I don't see how we get to uh, 57 points here. Look, if you oh. like uh, the game over, you have to lay the points with Iowa. So the score here would be... Which is uh, 17, uh, 39-17. Th- th- 34-13, no more than that. Right? 39-17. Yeah, no, they're not getting to 17 Kent State, I don't think. I don't think so either. And, and, and Kurt Ferentz will just run the ball with the lead in the second. They had five turnovers against A&M, and they scored 10 points. Stay tuned to Beast, and up next, it's Ben Across America. At Bed 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare zumo play is your destination for endless entertainment with a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels movies and full tv series you'll easily find something to watch right away and the best part it's all free love music get lost in the 90s with iheart 90s dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iheart radio music channels no logins no signups no accounts no hassle so what are you waiting for start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and google play stores today all you can stream with zumo play xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 